Hello, hello, what's up all? Thank you for joining us. This is Coffee Stains EDU Podcast. This is your girl, Geneva Rodriguez. I am coming to you today with episode 17 of Coffee Stains EDU Podcast. So I'm part of um, many pages on social media that are related to education, and I have been seeing uh, many trends on certain pages that I am part of. And I decided today to do episode 17 on digital portfolios, how to stand out for interviews. Sorry, how to stand out in interviews, right? We have to look at it. um, We have to look at interviews as an opportunity for us to show up and show out. We need to go in there ready to um, share who we are what we do, how we do it, and why we are, um, we can be an asset to the company or the school, right? So I am going to um, go into episode 17, which discusses digital portfolios, why you should have a digital portfolio, what is a digital portfolio, and what you should have in a digital portfolio. And I hope that listeners are able to take this information and apply it to their lives or share it with a friend. This is an um this is mainly an ED an EDU podcast, educational podcast for teachers, for school staff, for school administrators. But I also try to cover topics that um, the general public can benefit from. I take pride in, well, I've been slacking lately <laughs> on the past couple of episodes. Well, not slacking. Let me take that back. I try, I, t- I try to make my episodes 25 minutes or less, and I try to share information that you can take back into your daily lives. I try to keep in mind that we are, we are all busy. We all have our personal lives. So I try to keep it 25 minutes or less because I feel like you can listen while you're driving, you can listen while you're cooking, you can listen while you're working out. And I end each episode with a challenge so that uh, there's, you know, there's something you take out of these episodes. That is my goal. I want, I'm here for my listeners and I want to be helpful. I want you to be able to utilize the information that I give you on the, on each episode. So, like I said, I saw on, on Facebook, a lot of people are planning, are putting together their resume, they're, they're interviewing, right? And I believe I said on another episode, if not, I probably posted it somewhere, that every season is hiring season. You know, I saw someone ask, when, when do they start hiring? All the time. It's an ongoing process, especially in the education system. Yeah, I know like with the DOE, we have um, the open market, which opens up for educators. Um, I believe it opened up already in April and closes in and closes in August. And if you're not part of the DOE, I'll explain to you what the open market is. Open market is basically uh, an online um, job search, I guess, just but it's only for the DOE employees, Department of Education, New York City Department of Education employees, where basically teachers can go on there and they can transfer from one, they can look at jobs that are available, positions that are available in schools, and they can interview and they can transfer without getting 
the principal's permission, the school that the school, the principal of the school that they're working at currently right now, right? Because the open market is open, the budget is not closed yet. That you know they can still make changes. If the open market closes, which closes in August, and you want to take a position at another school, you have to get your principal's permission, and there's a chance that the principal will be like can say no, and you are stuck there for another year. So. Teachers know that, DOE employees know that open market is the opportunity that if you want to transfer from one, to one school to the next without really um, having anyone say no to you, you do that during the open market season, okay? For principals, it's a little different. Um, I mean, there's a portal where you have to apply. There's a process, sure, and that's ongoing. If you're going for admin position um, in the DOE, that's ongoing. I'm sure in different states, different places in New York, it's different, but that is for the DOE, and my knowledge is more in the DOE than other places. But anyways, back in February, February 2022, I conducted, I hosted a virtual info session on creating a digital portfolio and i did it with my girl jenna she's amazing um miss her so much so if you're listening hey girl <laughs> and um i appreciate her because she's was very knowledgeable and she uh she's very knowledgeable not was she is very knowledgeable and she has just a great heart where she wants to share and she wants to spread knowledge and wisdom that she has and she does it for free um and I, and I just appreciate that because I know everyone got their side hustle. Everyone does things, you know, try to make money. But, you know, it's it's very fortunate that I came across individuals um, as well from my te- for the teacher boot camp that I hosted that were willing to uh, contribute, volunteer their time and their knowledge. And they took time out of their busy lives to participate in these workshops online. So thank you. Thank you to all the people that actually did do that with me. But we did a we did a workshop February second last year. It was online and it was a virtual info session on creating a digital portfolio. So I actually have it right in front of me right now, the slideshow which I'm going to share on the website, as I do with every episode. If I discuss resources or tools, any material I post it on the website. If you go to the website, which is www.coffeestains.org, you go to the resource tab and you're gonna find all the episodes listed and the resources that I shared during that episode. If you notice that there's an episode, there's an episode that's missing or there's a resource that I'm, that's missing that I mentioned, please hit me up. You can email me GenevaRodriguez30 at gmail.com. That's GenevaRodriguez30 at gmail.com. Or you can DM me on our Instagram page, which is coffeestains underscore edu. Coffeestains underscore edu. You should follow that page because I'll keep you in the loop with all new episodes that are coming out. You can find our episodes on Spotify, iHeartRadio. I don't know why I said it like that. iHeartRadio and Amazon Music. So let me jump right into it because I'm going to attempt to keep this one at 25 minutes. Let's see. So the information I'm about to share with you, just to let you know that it's just our information, our knowledge from our personal experiences with putting together our, our own personal di- digital portfolios. That's a disclaimer that I put out for our workshop that this event is free or presenters are volunteers and information shared in this workshop is our own information from our own knowledge. 
All right, so what is a digital portfolio? Let's go right into it. It's an online platform displaying your skills, experiences, and abilities. And I say digital, you might have a paper, you might have a paper one, right? Like right now I'm putting together my tenure binder um, for, you know, because I'm an assistant principal that has to be put together within like the first five years. Um, and it's a hard copy, right? I have a digital pay, uh, folder as well, Google folders. Google is just, just the best. You have folders, you can make, um, different documents you can make folders within folders this is a nice online tool to keep your information organized so I have a digital one as well as a hard copy one. So I print things out I just throw it in a binder I have tabs and I try to you know organize it here and there um, I've actually been slacking so far this year has been really hectic so I have to jump on this in the next few weeks so I say a portfolio, a digital portfolio is ideal because when you send your resume, you cannot send that hard copy portfolio, right? So if you have a digital copy of that, it's, it will be perfect. You put it right onto your website. I mean, sorry, you put it right onto your resume. I use a QR code, which um, I think is a great way to, to share information to QR codes. QR codes are used everywhere, right? You see them in restaurants, you see them at schools, um, you see them when you go shopping, right? A lot of people use QR codes and there's free generators right online. If you literally search free QR code generator, you plug in the link right there and it'll make a QR code for you that you can cut and paste that picture into any document. So for my resume, I used a QR code that linked to my digital portfolio. And then within that portfolio, I had all my artifacts, I had all my um, everything that I needed that I wanted to display. I even created uh, videos because again, this was during the time of um, uh, remote learning, the pandemic. So everything was digital, right? When I was sending my resume out for AP positions, everything was digital. But I wanted p potential uh, employers to see me, to hear me. So I decided to make videos. Um, and I will share the link for my leadership portfolio as well. It's not updated again as when I became an AP. Um, I really didn't put a lot of time after that into it, which I started working on it the last couple of weeks, just adding things and responsibilities that I have now in a leadership capacity. Um, when you put in the, the portfolio together, obviously you're going to be talking about what you've done in a, in, in, in the classroom, um, what you've done, what other leadership responsi responsibilities you had in the school before you actually received the title as an, as an administrator, right? So um, right now I'm in the process of up updating that so it can reflect my current position. But it's a great way to display your skills, your talents, your vision, your belief, right? So you can find that in the resource page as well. So it can be a blog, a website, or a social media platform. You use it to showcase your skills and your experiences. There was a typo up in this. I just noticed that I had skills and skills. So you use, to you use it to showcase your skills and experiences. It also helps give a full story compared to your resume. Like I said, you put the QR code, you, they click it and they have your whole leadership journey and it's a beautiful way to present who you are, what you do and what you bring to the table. And I feel like that will have help you stand out from other candidates because, you know, resumes are long. They're boring to read. It's just words, right? And do we get a real good picture of that person? Yeah. What they look like on paper? Sure. Digital portfolio is opportunity to showcase all the hard work that you've done to, 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 to this point. 
and why you deserve to get this position. It also lets your personality shine through. I, I think through the videos that was a great way and I feel like that helped me um, when I got interviews and when I got my position. The videos. Then you, I, I did a video on um, like just like an intro of myself. It was less than three minutes. You want to keep it short and sweet, kind of like an elevator pitch of who you are. You also, I also did a video on my personal beliefs and philosophy, my education, my leadership philosophy. Right? If you're going for leadership, you want to put in a, uh, a leadership philosophy. What What is your beliefs when it comes to leadership? Because you know, schools might want to see if that aligns. Your beliefs aligns to theirs. How are you? What are you bringing to the table? What are you coming into the school with? And how can you help them? have their vision live out i mean help them help them um continue to um live their vision right so that's a great way to show schools that you are aligned to what they already have going on and how you can strengthen and help improve that right like because people are going to want to hire you because you can add something to that school share your unique journey as an educator you want to be in you want to be engaging you want to draw your listeners in, your viewers in. so you want to share your stories everyone has a story don't think that your story is not important that is not unique that it does it's not part of your journey um it might you might feel like it's simple but trust me it might it, you know it's not so share your story you want to share your educational journey and your story and what what brought you up to this day what influenced you or motivated you inspired you to become an educator to want to become a leader a leader of a school right that helps people get a better picture of who you are before even meeting you in person so that is what a digital portfolio is why why should you create a digital portfolio like i said back during the pandemic it was very common now nowadays people are still doing it like this right some people still do online interviews it's so easy it's so convenient right um and it's a, it's a great way to be able to interview multiple people or to 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 um yeah to interview multiple people so why should you create a digital portfolio it's a, it's effective in a modern way to display your skills and experience can be accessed from any device so even if you went on to an in-person interview right instead of you having to make all these copies of your portfolio and one thing you know and, and and carrying all of that with you you put it right on your resume you have a qr code and when you share your resume with the panel they can access it whether they have their phone or they have another device they can access it right there and, and read about what you're talking about right you're going to be sharing your story in the interview the perf a perfect way for them to actually really understand what you're saying is they have a visual right we all different we all learners different learners sorry we're all different learners we all receive information differently and providing that visual for people can be a benefit and help you be uh Set, sorry, can help set you apart from other candidates. It's a creative way to share who you are, to tell your story. You can document your full professional journey. Shows that you are tech savvy and demonstrates your commitment to serving. Okay, everything's clearly labeled on a website. You can have be fun, be creative with it, use colors, use pictures, take pictures of student work, take pictures of students in action, take pictures of all the leadership things you've done. Um, it's a great way to display who you are and you can capture all of that in one place. You can use many different platforms, okay? 
So um, I'll go into different um, platforms in the platform that I use. And then you decide which one is best for you and the, the easiest one to, to use, right, and to navigate. So for teacher portfolios, you want to showcase your partic participation within the greater school community, including links to news pieces, videos, at sporting events, and documents, documenting your work with extracurricular activities. You want to be, you want to go above and beyond, right? So if you are, if you're planning, if you're interviewing for a teacher position, create a teaching portfolio. How what, you know, it's not just about who you are in the classroom. It's about all the relationships that you create. It's how you contribute to the school community as a whole. You can look at, um, the teacher framework when it comes to putting together your tenure binder and there's different components of that and you should try to align your portfolio to that rubric right you should have some type of stand um, standards that you are aligning or framework that you're aligning your portfolio to and some of that would be what what have you contributed to the school community what how, how have you increased parent you know involvement or engagement what do you do to to make ties between you and, and the school or you and colleagues how do you work well with colleagues right um what extracurricular activities have you participated in have you created have you what initiatives have you brought to the school right you want to showcase all of this you want to include pictures videos spreadsheets and documents again this is your opportunity to be creative to be fun and to show your personality so do not limit it to just black and white, you know, and just words, words, words. Digital portfolio is a perfect opportunity to use pictures, bring it to life. Okay. You want to separate it. You want to be sep You want to separate all of that by categories, sections, and themes, and the possibilities are endless. Like I just said, you want to be organized and you want to have a framework or align it to something. And you want to make sure that you are showcasing who you are and what you bring to the table. You want to maybe have copies of some fun lesson plans you did. You probably want to have some differentiation within those lesson plans, how you supporting all your learners and how, how you bring to life the lessons in your classroom. Okay. So you want to be, you want it to be fun creative, engaging, and let your personality shine through. So some of the things that should be in that teacher portfolio should be your resume. Of course, make sure it's updated. Um, teacher philosophy and vision. Parent communication. Again, what have you done to put, or what would you do, right? If this is your new position as a teacher, you haven't been in the classroom. How, think of ways you would have, you would um, have parent engagement, parent communication, whether it's a parent log, um, whether it's a, a weekly newsletter, right? Um, some schools have parent engagement nights. So what do you do with those nights to keep the, you know, to communicate with parents? Some teachers use a Google, Google phone number. Some people have an email, um, however you want and whatever it uh, works for your district and your school, you want to have something like that. So always touch base with your leadership team before deciding. Newsletters are a great way because you're letting parents know what's going on in the classroom, what's going on in the school, and you're opening that line of communication between the school and parents. You're letting them know that we are all working together for the child's success. You want to have artifacts from your practice, student work, and growth. Data, 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 data is everything. You want to make sure, like I said, um, if you were in the classroom already, right? If, you don't, if you're not in the classroom, you might want to put in things that you might use, some templates you might use, some data. Why is it important to collect data, right? So you might want to have copies of student work. Of course, you want to so, so show some type of differentiation if you're in the classroom. And you want to show what did you do with that information? Like how did that lead the next lesson or instruction, right? Everything is all about data so data should 
drive your instruction and the practices that you have in your classroom. Any relevant work experience you want to throw in there, differentiation and teacher-made material, whether you, you, um, whether you created some anchor charts that were helpful, whether you created some manipulatives for students, um, like I said, differentiated worksheets, any teacher-made material that you might have used that helped your class, um, if you were in the classroom, if not, things that you would bring to the school, right? And why? Justify why you think this would be something that you can use for the students you're going to be teaching. Again, use videos and pictures, copies of lesson plans, letters from students or colleagues that talk about you, that speak highly of you and your practices and what you bring to the school. Um, maybe you might have a blog, right? A blog highlighting your passion and experiences. This is your opportunity to sell yourself, okay? It's a very competitive field for a teacher, for administrators. You want to sell yourself. This is your opportunity. This portfolio is... Um, it should reflect who you are and why you deserve this position. Um, I'll post on the, on the website, coffeestains.org. I will post under the resource tab, a sample teacher portfolio. So now I'm going to go into school leader portfolio, right? So I broke mine up into three areas, which are important areas. It was part of the DOE portal of criterias as applying and this is what they look for when they are interviewing you right so there's three areas instructional leadership school culture and structures and school improvement so instructional leadership is supporting implementation of rigorous engaging and coherent curricula ensuring research-based effective instruction that yields high quality student work Ensuring that assessment practices are aligned to curricula and inform instruction. Hmm, that's under instructional leadership. School culture, establishing and maintaining structures for positive learning environment, inclusive culture, and student success. Establishing and supporting a culture of learning that communicates high expectations for all learners. Structures for school improvement. Aligning resources to support student goal, I'm sorry, school goals and meet student needs fostering support for a school-wide theory of action and goals across the school community, engaging teacher, team, <laughs> engaging teacher teams in collaborative practices using the inquiry approach to improve classroom practices. So those are the three areas that you should have in your leadership portfolio. I am going to share a copy of my leadership portfolio with you under the resource page on our website. So what does that mean? What should you include in there? You definitely want to include your resume, right? And it should reflect your most current position and all your experiences. I suggest if you are a teacher going or are you're yeah, a teacher, a counselor, who, whatever role you play right now and you are applying for a leadership position, my goal for you, well, what I would say and write highly, 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 highly recommend is that you have a teacher portfolio or a guidance counselor, whatever role you are right now, and then you have a separate leadership portfolio. I mean, sorry, resumes. You wanna have a different resume for your school leadership journey. You should not be, in a, you should not be applying to school leadership positions with your teacher resume. And I saw this, I, I've reviewed many resumes, um, because I, you know, I like to help people with their resumes and just, you know, I'm not professional with resumes, but I have my resume. Um, I've worked on different resumes. I have my friend, my friend look at my resume, my leadership resume. She helped me with that. But you want it to reflect your leadership experiences. 
And if you don't have any leadership experiences or things you've done, then this is the opportunity. You use this opportunity to start creating those opportunities for yourself. So think outside the box. As a leader, you need to you need to be proactive, right? Not reactive. I actually have a an episode on that. I believe it's episode sixteen. You also want to um, think of better. I mean, think of ideas and initiatives, programs, things that you want to bring into the school. So think of your school right now. If you are a teacher and you are trying to transition into a leadership position and you don't have any leadership experience right now, right, outside of your internship in the program, the leadership program, think of things you can do within your school community. Look at your school community as a whole. Think of the parents, think of the students, think of the staff. What can you do? What can, what can, what can, do they need, right? What do they need? Based on data, what can you do to help improve your school? Okay, um, think about your student improvement, developing and supporting staff, and put something together. If you realize there's no communication between parents and the school, create a parent newsletter. And you can facilitate that. It could be per grade, it could be per site, depending on the size of your school, and you can put that together. And you can run it every month. You have teachers send you a little snippet, a little blurb of what's going on in their classroom, and you add it to the, the to the newsletter, and then you can send it. Or you can provide a template for each grade, so they can create their own newsletter with sections of and um, things and topics that they should put in their newsletter. If you realize that teachers are struggling in in, in a certain component. Um, or domain of the Danielson rubric when they're getting observed, if you see a pattern and there's developing the ineffectives, then there's data right there that shows that teachers are struggling in that area. So what can you do as a teacher? Take a leadership position, take a leadership stance, and create a workshop or look for a workshop. Present this information to your administrators. Say, I realize that many when I talk to many of my teacher friends, we, um, we are struggling with, uh, I don't know, let's say component, um, using assessments during instruction, right? I think that's 3D. Um, I think that's 3D. Using instruction, using instruction, um, I can't even talk. Using, using assessments during instruction. So then, find a workshop that aligns to that or put together a workshop that aligns to that. How can you help teachers improve in using assessments? What assessments are needed? Okay, so there's many things that you can do even if you don't have a leadership position right now, but as a teacher going into a leadership position or looking for a leadership position, you need to have some leadership experience. Leaders, a a potential employer wants to see what you bring to the table, what leadership skills and experiences in mind and um, how do you think or move like a leader okay so you want to have your leadership for you want to have your intro video like I said earlier maybe an intro vi- uh, um, an all about me video no more than three minutes you want to make it too long you want to just share information about you your journey up to where you are now you want to talk about your leadership philosophy and your vision and then within that portfolio you want to have student improvement how you have you helped how have you helped increase student improvement 
when it comes to academics or social well-being being what what have you done for that you could start programs for the students with SEL you can um, create maybe uh, bring to the school maybe some tutoring sessions or some support from teachers right well how can you improve um, the student performance building bridges with the parents and the community maybe workshops uh, newsletter events that bring parents in developing and supporting staff like I just said maybe a workshop a PD bring someone in but you need to take that initiative any publications public publications or digital footprints you might have that show your support on a leadership capacity um, share decisions you've made with the school or with teachers Relationships and collaboration, that's a big one, okay? So these are some of the things that you would want in your school leader portfolio. So I am going to share, like I said on the website, my web, my portfolio. I use Google Sites. It's very easy to use. They have different templates, different formats. You can plug in anything on there. It's like the best some people used other ones. Let me see, um, I have a thing, a copy of Jenna's here. I think she used, um, what did she end up using? Oh, she just used Google Docs, right? So it can look different. She used Google Docs. It's still Google, but it's um, Google Docs. Um, she used Slides. I use Google Sites. Um, Google Sites. And then I think there's another one here. Live Binders. Someone else used Live Binders, right? So there's many different platforms you can use for these portfolios. You find what works best for you. And the tabs that I have on my portfolio is student learning, staff support, building bridges, my digital footprints, um, and student uh, or student centered. Um, and this was basically everything that we did for th that I worked on for students. That was all about students. My digital portfolio, my digital footprint has um, all the social media platforms that I use to support educators or to share my vision I have Twitter Instagram YouTube and blogger building bridges between the school and the community I did some um, I'm part of the attendance team now um, I we did uh, sorry parent workshops uh, we worked on trans parent transition and vocational surveys this was in my school when I was a teacher and we conducted a few workshops for parents Staff support, what do you do to support staff? Whether it's observations, whether it's action plans, what do you, how do you help staff in the classroom, um, professional development, different PDs that you put together for teachers, resources, um, collaboration. So there's many collaboration with, with teacher teams to support you know, all the teachers. Um, planning that you've done if you've been part of curriculum planning or units of study this is the show's leadership skills and responsibilities student learning how do you help improve student learning you know it should be all data driven um, I created a virtual wellness center for my students again this was during the pandemic I I created some videos on life skills for our students because I was at a District 75 school. There's many different things you can do for your uh, for your portfolio. You got to be creative, and I apologize. I'm already 31 minutes in, but like I said, some some episodes are a little longer than others. But um, you know, I feel that some sometimes they are necessary 
because you know there's so much information you want to cover you definitely want to put your resume I have my resume on the on the first home page I wrote a little introduction of my portfolio and what they will see and it's just a little brief description of me I have a self-introduction video talking about my why and then my leadership philosophy so two different videos so again if you're sending your resume and you want to have your contact information I made a footer and I create I put my contact information on the bottom which links to my link tree my phone number and my email address you want to make sure that you are um, showcasing every showcasing everything you've done um, and you are focusing on sharing who you are and why you stand out from other candidates why they should interview why they should consider you you're selling yourself right now consider this like I don't know a commercial you have a couple of seconds which I mean obviously you have more when you're putting this together but you should be using this as the, a selling a selling way the a selling point how are you selling yourself how are you selling your talents your skills your experience to this school and it sounds probably crazy or weird and people might feel uncomfortable with that me saying selling yourself but this is what you're doing in the world of in this world where you're trying to there's, there's people that have their leadership certification and they're going there's people that have more than five to ten years where they haven't found a position it's hard it's very challenging it's very demanding and you need to think outside the box you need to be creative and you, need, you really need to think of ways to make your resume stand out from other resumes i actually added my picture to my resume too and i know um you know some people appreciate that they see if they see a, a face with the name then they have the QR code they got some videos of you you know you're drawing them in you bring them in you're engaging them you're intriguing them to want to meet you because you are you have put so much time and effort into displaying your passion and what you bring to the table some resume tips like I just said you have the QR code you might want to put a picture your most recent most recent work should be on top and it should be relevant to the position you are applying for so if you're applying for a teacher position it should be relevant to teaching you shouldn't have that you were a second a, a cashier or or you worked at a sneaker store right you want it to be relevant unless that's like one of your most recent positions then fine but you want to you want it to reflect the position that you are applying to okay if you're applying for a leadership, a leadership position, it should reflect your leadership skills and experience. You should have certifications in order according to what you're applying for. So your teaching position, if you're, hire, if you're applying for a leadership position, your teacher certification should be listed, but it shouldn't be the first one. The first one should be your leadership certification. Um, strong objective statement that ties to your philosophy. Be concise have con be concise and have powerful bullets not too wordy again think of the resumes that are coming in for this position if you have a two-page resume and it's wordy 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 and each bullet is about three lines forget about it it's way too much we want to get straight to the point with our bullets and you want to be consistent if one job has five bullets the next job should have five bullets the next job should have five bullets you shouldn't have ten 11 or four here or two here you want to be consistent with it and not to worry get straight to the point um get straight to the point with it and just display your experience and the responsibilities you had in that job qr code for portfolio or your social media so you want to have your qr code on there that links to your Q, your um, digital portfolio in your digital portfolio, you might want to have your social media um linked in the bottom 
stick with one organizational format throughout the entire resume. You want it to be neat, you want it to be clear, and you want it to be straight to the point so that if a principal or employer is looking at your resume, they get a, they get a perfect picture of who you are within that first few minutes of reading your resume. And you want to remember, you want your whole resume to reflect how and why do you stand out? How and why do you stand out? Why do you deserve this position? So that is going to conclude episode 17. How to show up and show out by using a digital portfolio. How to show up and show out by using a digital portfolio. And this was your host, Geneva Rodriguez. I hope this was helpful. I apologize that it went over the 25 minutes, but I do feel that this was um, a very important topic and I included a lot of helpful information. And I hope you feel inspired right now to go on and create your digital portfolio. Whether you are a teacher or whether you're applying for a teaching position, you're an inspiring teacher. If you are a teacher and you're in, um, you're in aspiring, I said inspiring, sorry, aspiring um, admin, I hope this website, I'm not this website, I can't even talk right now. This episode was helpful to you. If you have any questions or you want support in creating your digital portfolio, you can reach out to me. Again, my email is Geneva Rodriguez at G, um, Geneva, Geneva Rodriguez 30 at gmail.com. Geneva Rodriguez 30 at gmail.com. You can find us on Instagram. You can DM me there too. Coffee stains underscore edu. Coffee stains underscore edu. I'm going to post the digital portfolio workshop slides on our website. And the challenge for you for this episode is to, I'm going to give you two challenges. Update your resume and create your digital portfolio. Update your resume and create your digital portfolio. Like I said, if, like I said, if you need support or help, hit me up. I am always free to help. I love to help. I love to, you know, just to support people that are, um, are educators who are on their journey to just improve and become better versions of themselves. And um, I, I just want to be there with you on that journey to support you, to motivate you, to do better, to show up and show out. And I can help you with that. And I am going to wrap it up right now. So thank you. Thank you again. And I will be back soon for episode 18.